Hello folks, welcome to Beyond the Earth. This is Novit Hollerback. That's Hollerback. I thought we were going to get to the news today, but I'm not going to talk too much about it. Uh, I just want to make sure that we can make this show flow as easy as possible. We are going to talk about China a little bit today. Um, we are going to talk about some things that you need to know concerning what CBS is doing with the Champions League and whatnot. We also going to talk about a lot of things other than that, but we have to start off with a new segment called Y'all Ain't Shit. And we're going to talk about that after this. But the impeachment story went through. They talked to the investigators. People got arrested, like Roger Stone. People got freed. It has been a whole mess, this whole event concerning it. And now the polls are saying that it's favoring Trump and the whole nine yards and different stories for different folks. And the thing that we're talking about, China, has to do with Bolivia. We'll go more in depth with it. But uh, lots of crazy stuff over there as well. The grifting still continues. And it's not going to stop from here with the conservatives and whatnot. And still the backlash with Nick Fuentes and whatnot. It, it, it is becoming a mess all over the place. Uh, and then you have some music news that came out with the Grammy Awards and BTS not being nominated for a Grammy, thank God, but the Coke Zero Lady being Gram nominated for a Grammy. Uh, has it been a good year in music at all? Not at all. Has it been a good year? There were some, a lot of great <clears throat> work today, but no, not a great music year. No. This was the year somebody should have come out of nowhere. <clears throat> and you're going to have more of these years, actually. Excuse me. Especially in 2020 when they start rating Japan for everything that it is worth. Right after the Olympics, too. They just go rain. That's why they came in with their pitchforks and their spelunkings. And they're going to splunk for treasure. That was the Gahojin going to do. We can't call them Gaijin no more because it's now perceived as a racist term over there to call people Gaijin. So now they call them Gaojin. Now, the G-word has become the N-word in Japan. Somewhat. But they still pronounce the G. You just say, can't say with the J. Is You can't say G-J. You must say G-J-K. Oh, craziness. And then more thing is, is starting to go. Nobody has made decisions over there um, concerning with the lack of uh, things there. Um, Epstein's story is still continuing. 
they're saying they're connected to intelligence and then the two guards are being arrested and sent to court. They're being charged with falsifying documents to the FBI. Ah, it's absolute madness over there. Yeah, and there was some other news as well. You know, uh, I'm trying to recall something. Uh, Trump with the uh, non-Trump, uh, with the teleprompter, not using the teleprompter, using notes, having some small words since he's 75 years old, and, you know, he do, he can't always be with glasses, so they write it in big print and saying, these are the words that you got to say, there's no collusion, hey, there must be some collusion here, something's there and all the rest of it. There were some things on the message boards and on the Twitter machines saying that they have the evidence for Trump, but they're going about it the wrong way. And people want to know why. And some say they want to give the answers why and whatnot. So, you know, it is what it is. Thanksgiving coming up, three storms are going to lay a lot of things there. So, yeah. Let's go to the first segment, which deals with y'all ain't shit. Welcome to Beyond the Earth. We'll be back right after this. Hey, folks. Before we get to the main topic that we're going to talk about this week, and because we're going to be on break for at least two weeks, I have to explain something to a lot of y'all, and... It's not really a diss into my generation or whatnot, but it's some things that need to be stated because if we don't state them, there are going to be problems all over the place. I think a lot of y'all people don't understand that a lot of y'all motherfuckers ain't shit. A lot of my people, a lot of people in this generation ain't shit. And I'm going to let y'all, and I'm going to tell you why. Y'all motherfuckers don't understand what the concept is concerning this Patreon OnlyFans Just Friends movement. Y'all don't understand. Y'all really don't. It is grifting. It's grifting what it is. It is... The movement away from what it is. And this movement now you're seeing today exposed a lot of sad realities about our society. Our society is broken and has been built broken and has been made broken. And the things that we need in order to fix this society are just not there. They're just not there. Because y'all ain't shit. A lot of y'all motherfuckers ain't shit. It's not, a, it's not the, re, the reality of this situation is it's worse than you can possibly imagine. But it's not. But we live in a society where we can have the best things in this world. And there are a lot of things that in other places historically would have destroyed a lot of people would have 
a lot of people wouldn't have been born in all this. We live in the best times of the world, but who were the motherfuckers that told us that things were bad? Who were the motherfuckers told us that things were bad? Sick ass motherfucking people. That's why our society ain't shit because we are led by a people, led by a system of people that have come up and been raised on a certain way of looking at life that is anti-human. They blame capitalism for it. They blame all these other things for it, but we have not been told the truth. A lot of y'all motherfuckers ain't shit and a lot of your teachers ain't shit. That's why y'all complain. Then you come up and you wonder why your students can't read. They read it on fourth grade reading level because y'all ain't shit. Have these men trying to teach these children some sort of knowledge. You can't even let them do that. Where the parent going to go if he's going to try and teach this homeschool his child? We have all the resources in the internet to help this child out, but they won't go for it because y'all play that game of grifting. Now, here we go with an actual educational thing that can't do anything on YouTube anymore. Can't. Because y'all motherfuckers ain't shit. Now they trying to figure out how the FTC going to figure out how they going to go for around these COPA laws. And when you realize what the COPA laws truly were, you see, now you realize that y'all motherfuckers got played. And the motherfuckers that are still doing this shit towards children, still doing those dark shit to children, are getting away with it. Right in front of your faces. And y'all motherfuckers ain't shit. Ain't shit motherfuckers running this damn shit. You gonna tell me I'm gonna keep voting for the ain't shit motherfuckers. Whole motherfuckers come around talk nonsense to me. Telling me what I'm supposed to believe and how I'm supposed to act. You didn't know that I got options. I don't need to tell you about shit. I'm telling you this, but I told you last week about that 16-year-old problem. That they built this society for 16-year-old girls of any race. They ain't built it for none of y'all. Because if they built it for a 25-year-old, we wouldn't have a lot of these fucking problems that we have today. A lot of these problems would have been not been a problem. A lot of it. Because you can't, you can't. Your emotional intelligence to a bunch of them who don't know about themselves yet. At 16 the fuck years old. But you gave them all sorts of shit. They can't even handle. They're not even supposed to know. And niggas come up and tell me it's okay. You ain't shit. Y'all talking about innocence, but your innocence being destroyed and you allow your friends to talk about, to, to do all that shit on the side. And y'all don't care. Y'all don't even tell your teachers. 
Y'all don't tell no responsible adults because you can't respect them authority. But you know it's that shit going on. Y'all said because, oh, it's this and the other thing. But then you go after motherfuckers who have of the age and of the maturity to handle that shit. But you motherfuckers run around, talk shit. Saying that, oh, we scary. Oh, men scary. This and the other thing. Y'all up like a motherfucker. You don't know what you are? You were born for Griffin Nation. You've been Griffin since the 19 fucking 70s, my brothers. Been Griffin since then. Y'all can't come up and tell me this bullshit like you don't know nothing. You come up to talk about China, HK, all the rest of them, South Korea. Did you know that South Korea did are, are, are working on a deal for self-defense, right? After they told them you gotta be back into Japanese influence. When you know that the Japanese and them ain't working to get ain't in a good spot now. That they rather work with China. And China will love to have South Korea under that because. At least they will control two. You didn't know that uh, uh, South Korea turning left wing after years of conservative rule? You didn't know that? The straw that broke the camera's back was that they said that women will be trusted with the conservatism of South Korea and she ruined it for everyone there. They protested, but the corruption's still there. Once China gets into it, how are Americans going to play that game when they don't even trust the Japanese that much? How are they going to play this? But you motherfuckers ain't shit. Sweden has given up finding the original ruling concerning what happened with Julian Assange and his and that supposed sexual assault case. They just dropped the charges three and a half days after Stone gets arrested and is going to prison for the rest of his possible life. Does nobody understand what the fuck is going on? Y'all ain't shit. You two with this Copa Law thing come around. Motherfuckers who never even monetize gonna get sued out if, if someone figures it out that it's meant for children. When it's not. When YouTube had four, four chick marks saying that, is there a child? Located anywhere in the video. No. No check mark. Is this meant for children? No. There's a check mark for that one. Now they had to add a third check mark said, Is this made for children? But you had four check marks already and all of them were filled out, but motherfuckers felt some sort of way because y'all were monetizing towards children. Y'all ain't shit!
Y'all remember ASAP? APAP? The one that said they were going to be anti-dark shit and all the rest of this thing? Y'all remember them, right? Y'all remember that was one of the rules they had to put out there in order to have their free speech protections, right? Home motherfuckers thought that this thing was not going to work, right? So, a child, 15-year-old girl, 60 films on that one site. And motherfuckers went out there, put on the PayPal, and they paid for this shit. And nobody knew. And people reported it. And everybody got mad because... PayPal said, we can't trust you motherfuckers no more. But everybody reported it to you, uh, to Pornhub, and Pornhub didn't do nothing for six fucking months. Same thing with Tumblr. And now everybody complaining about, oh, the sex workers on the dip and all the rest of these things. Y'all know where to go. Y'all playing yourselves. You ain't shit. I get messages about um Patreon. Patreon can't make no fucking money, even though it has half the goddamn things in the industry now. They don't sell videos and all the rest of these things. They have to sell the uh, 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 because everybody's stupid and can't produce their own uh, subscription services and whatnot. They don't trust what the fuck is going on. Now they have to figure out how they're gonna sell product because they want they don't want five percent of what we take. They want every percent of what we take. Of what they give out to those people. Patreon is going to change in 2020 and they don't know what the fuck they're going to do. You didn't think that they built fan bots over there in Japan for nothing. They knew what was coming. Y'all motherfuckers ain't shit. Y'all ain't shit. Have this generation bar called fitting. Fitting when they don't get their shit, they gonna catch you. Bro, you didn't know what the fuck is going on with those memes is going on, especially what they call those uh, those emoji right there, what they calling the Zer aliens or what the fuck have you come right after the whole thing with Area 51 and what the fuck ever. Vibe check. You don't have the right vibes now, huh? You better get them vibes going. We talk about the positive vibes. Y'all niggas, y'all motherfuckers say shit. You don't know what's happening. You really don't know what's happening. You being played, bruh. We have a whole fucking society trying to figure out who killed this motherfucker. They're about to arrest motherfuckers who got paid the fuck off, sleeping in the jam job, making sure he didn't get the trial. Because somebody's hiding something, and here comes this motherfucker. And Andrew said, I never was there. I don't know who this, this one is. 
I don't know nothing about nothing. We ain't gonna work with this motherfucker anymore. Your motherfuckers ain't shit because you went after the other girl, even though that girl ain't perfect. And she ain't a pretty flower either, trust me. But you got a motherfucker doing that dog shit in the house of the British Empire. Please don't spare me. Spare me! I would not be surprised if something happened some time ago. Not with a dead, but the younger one. And they just didn't want to say nothing. And they just couldn't went there and went behind and just looked the other way. Because they felt some sort of way. But Tomasi and others have been trying to tell y'all motherfuckers, and I said it the other week, yeah, I said it last week. A lot of y'all females, y'all have the emotional intelligence of 8 and 16 year olds. How the fuck are you going to raise some child? At 33 and your mind is stuck at 16 or worst off 8 years old. Emotionally. How the fuck we gonna bring children, be a family, have a society? When the motherfucker has been real, well, man have been struggling just to get to the point where he can raise some child. And then we're raising not only the feet, not only our own children, who are physically and emotionally children at that particular point, but now we're going to have to raise the woman as well who hasn't emotionally grown up? And then you surprised? Is this shit going around with that shit? Motherfucker, y'all ain't shit if you didn't know that. Y'all didn't know that? And then they come up like, oh, look, it's all women. Ain't no problem. It just, just come to play. But you put pussy in there in a pedestal. You put it in a pedestal and now you're surprised you have problems. You put it in a pedestal. All your emotions. All your sovereignty. All your hard work. Goes into satisfying what you cannot have. Did it a whim she go somewhere else to a motherfucker who never even worked that hard? And soon as one drop blows, she gone to that motherfucker. Y'all ain't shit. Then you talk about video games. Someone come up and step up and say for the first time in 50 days, Y'all motherfuckers ain't shit for the first time. A white dude had to come up there and talk about esports. Y'all have lied to us for years. And I saw y'all motherfuckers. You can't stop me. I ain't do nothing to none of y'all. But y'all ain't y'all ain't shit now. You see your society right now. 
The women don't want y'all. They never want y'all. The women don't want y'all. Y'all begging for connection. The motherfuckers who want to give you the connection, they, they found out that Tinder don't work for uh, straight people. It actually worked for those who are in the LGBT community. It's always worked that way. It's never worked on... Yeah, so which means that... Which means this whole thing about Tinder gang, all the rest of these things, it was a cynical play. This thing started in 2012. How did it start in 2012? If Tinder didn't cause the few problems... It was Instagram, folks. They keep lying to you. Y'all ain't shit. Instagram did the shit, not Tinder. Tinder came after that. Tinder was the secondary app. It was Instagram. And now Visco's making shit worse. Y'all ain't shit. You don't see that. You don't talk about China in, a cup, in that segment, hopefully. And we're going to talk about a technology, social economic technology. Of a kind. Because they ain't teaching you this in school. They will not teach you this in school. Do you know how they got their shit into, the, into one of the farm things there? How they got Smithfield Farms? You didn't want to hear that story, huh? That's why y'all need to focus on space. Y'all need to focus on space, aeronautics, all this other stuff. Because y'all don't have nothing else here on this earth to, to grift. You have nothing. You know what they talking about today? They going to look for Micah. You see all these black children in Ethiopia. They're all looking for Micah. Motherfucking China trying to tell them if you don't predict the mica, you don't eat. How's it any different from what the white man did all many years ago when they were looking for oil and palm leaves and gold and silver? How's it any different? When India and China still doing now doing this shit that other dudes taught them years ago. You still exploiting. Motherfuckers ain't shit. Led by an elite that ain't shit. They're not dumb. Use meritocracy, but it's not really meritocracy. All these other things are there. And then y'all stunned and surprised. There is such a thing as woke culture. In this society. You stunned and surprised? You stunned and surprised? You can't have 80% of men being called unattractive. 80% of women called the majority of men unattractive. He said 100% of women for some consider 80% of the men unattractive. You cannot have that and expect me to believe even a dumbass would know.
Somebody is going to fill that vacuum. Now all of it is going to be porn. Now all of it is going to be this, that, and the other. You're going to have some that play both sides. It is inevitable. When you have a society that tells women that men ain't shit, that as long as you give your life 16 hours, seven days a week to the state, instead of building the society you need to build in order to keep the state honest. A community to keep the state honest. That you will be better off. You're not better off. Look at you. Look at all the all things that we see here. Look at all the articles there. You ain't shit. What are you doing? Then you complain that man ain't doing nothing. Why would we do anything? Why? Aesthetically, none of this shit is beautiful. Reason why Trump is going to win won the first time and could win the second time is that all he is is a bullhorn that screws up everybody else's in the elite's day. He's a bullhorn. He's a bullhorn. And enough of a bullhorn could crash the whole damn system down. And that is what they fear. And that is why they have to do everything in their power with every single law I haven't even heard of. And the begging for government regulation that they want in order to make sure they can curtail the speech and the ideas that we are not allowed to speak or not even allowed to teach. The youth. So y'all gonna learn today. And hopefully we talk about China. Because if we don't teach y'all today, y'all gonna get screwed tomorrow by ain't shit motherfuckers who want to make sure y'all dead. Who want to make sure y'all lose. And when y'all lose, and when y'all be there, and when y'all eating them bugs, and getting them pods, just know that Uncle Hollaback warned all of y'all. He said, holla back, back at me. Not in a central term, but y'all gonna, but as a learning term. Because y'all ain't shit. Our generation, our millennials ain't shit. You accepted the bullshit. Now look at them. All zombified, all over the city. I can't eat there. Every time I go downtown, or every time I go out there, I always smell the fucking fentanyl. How impossible. I lived through the worst crack epidemic. It's not as bad as this. Because our leaders ain't shit. More on this earth after this. Hello folks, welcome to Beyond the Earth.
We are going to continue to talk about China in the upcoming weeks, but I just want to focus on a couple of short things before we talk about other important stuff today. So I'm trying to get this as fast as possible, maybe within five to ten minutes. So there were two posts recently posted that connects aspects of what's going on with China. And in the future, you're going to find out that China as a nation is a technological nation. You must see China as a nation as a form of technology or modern China as seen since 1972, if we want to be honest, 1982 is a form of technology. If anybody can see that honestly, then you begin to understand why all of these things are happening. There was one article, there was one Twitter feed from someone that is connected to Adam Townsend that stated something about the Ukraine. And it pretty much states that aspects of the Chinese government are using Ukraine to build a satellite field with 5G technology. In this satellite field is a way to create a outsourced internet field satellite internet field satellite connection field outside of the purview of the wired field they use for telecommunications with fiber wire and the rest of it that they can be used if they can use the right mechanisms for satellites out there they can't do it with the technology given so they're going to go semi-low-tech and one of the ways they're going to do the semi-low-tech technology is by airplane and they are insinuating that the reason why we're going to have problems in Ukraine in the future is because China is linked to Ukraine concerning a very large airplane, the AU-335. And this very large airplane is being used, according to this one poster on Twitter, as a satellite launching pad of a kind. That's something that you need to keep an intro a look into. Now, let's get back to Scrabble. I'm 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 Townsend, excuse me. This is called what he calls the non-coup. Now, he mentions here in two and I'm saying this, this is Adam Townsend saying in Twitter. In 2006, prior to assuming the Bolivian presidency, Evo Morales traveled to the People's Republic of China, where he publicly declared himself to be a great admirer of the revolutionary year of Mao Zedong. In the early years of Morales' presidency, China made loans to the Bolivian state in direct purchase of strategic products like military aircraft and weapons. Some purchases were notorious, such as a set of oil rigs, Sold by CMAC Engineering to YPFE, a Bolivian state-owned energy company, they had proved to be defective, and barges commissioned by a Chinese shipbuilder they had yet to be delivered. 
In 2014, China took over overtook Brazil as Bolivia's principal source of imports, supplying half of the country's clothing imports as well as cars, motorcycles, cell phones, computers, and other domestic electronics that feed the growing consumerism of Bolivia's burgeoning the middle class. The cost of these value-added Chinese products significantly exceeds what China pays Bolivia for Bolivia's commodity exports, while resulting in a 2016 bilateral trade deficit of $4 billion for Bolivia. By 2017, the Bolivian government owed more than $700 million to Chinese banks, Export Bank of China and the Chinese Development Bank, constituting 9.2% of the percent of the company's total foreign debt. China has pledged a new $10 billion fund of credit for strategic government projects, nine major road segments, construction of the 800-milliwatt Rosias hydroelectric plant, expansion of the Buru airport into a regional hub, development of the El Mutun steel plant, and China has also pledged additional billions to fund the Bolivian Bio-Oceanic Railroad. That's the railroad that they plan to use to connect it there to Chile, in, in Chile and Ecuador, I believe. This doubles Bolivia's foreign debt, and China will become Bolivia's largest creditor. All projects financed by Chinese loans must be awarded to Chinese companies which come with their own materials, equipment, technology, and often their own labor. It is asymmetrical. It does not develop Bolivia's productive pack capacity. It does provide outlets for expansion of Chinese capital, generating profits for Chinese companies through energy and infrastructure and extractive ventures and permanent Chinese foothold in the region. The mega firms have become the largest government contractors in Bolivia, winning awards for major public investment projects on a sole source basis or through invitation-only solicitations limited to a number of Chinese firms. In transportation and energy, Chinese companies like Synhydro, Camac Engineering, Sintopac, and China Railway are engaged in the construction of multiple government projects, many of which have been plagued by labor, environmental, and feasibility problems. After repeated protests by workers over exploitative conditions, retaliatory treatment, and disproportionate hiring of Chinese nationals over, say, the Bolivian nationals, the Chinese foreign minister pledged that China will comply with the labor norms of Bolivia. Morales' government has inadequately forced this commitment. The manufacturing sector. Chinese have called companies have built factories that have made limited contributions to the national economy. A paper mill inaugurated three years ago has yet to turn a profit. A sugar refinery barely operational due to planning around sugar harvest and infrastructure. Mining. Chinese companies began building zinc refineries and a tin processing factory for Morales, but are now positioned to play a more significant role. Sin Steel was recently awarded a $450 million contract to develop the El Mutin steel processing plant. This was the first phase of a multi-stage undertaking aimed at 
catapulting Bolivia into the gold steel market, which could buy significant investment opportunities for China. Lithium reserves. Chinese companies under contract to the state have developed a small lithium extraction facility, a pilot lithium battery plant, and a potassium salt refinery in the Urani salt flats, all with Bolivian funds. In September 2016, China received Bolivia's first lithium export. 15 tons of lithium carbonate delivered at a substantial below market price. Elsewhere, projects like mutine and lithium extraction in Uni propose major ecological challenges, which Chinese firms with a global track record of environmental abuse and the Morales government with its last enforcement will not resolve at this time. Meanwhile, the transnational uh, China resources are moving forward plans to develop and operate its own copper mining steel plant in Uni, which has also acquired mining interests in Madali National Park, gateway to the Bolivian Amazon, which has been carrying out operations without an environmental license. Bolivia's hydrocarbon sector almost all handed all of their projects and management to Sinopec, already well established in Bolivia through its road construction projects, and BGP, a subsidiary of China. National Petroleum Company to undertake exploratory activities in the Bolivian Amazon on protected national reserves, which also are indigenous territories. Yet the Bolivian government bears the full financial risk of these precarious enterprises. For Bolivian workers, Chinese companies have reintroduced authoritarian and exploitative practices that undermine hard work labor protections. While deserting jobs to foreign nationals, despite Bolivia's abundant available, available workforce and scarcity of formal employment, the government's failure to strictly adhere to labor norms against Chinese contractors raises questions about the goals of Morales' state-led governmental projects. Domestic construction companies cannot compete with Chinese mega firms and precluded from building from Chinese financial projects. Many Chinese end up, companies end up subcontracting with local operators, such as truckers, through exploitative arrangements that lead into community conflicts. Indigenous small and medium-sized domestic producers are being squeezed out by cheap Chinese imports. Over the past five years, Bolivian imports of Chinese furniture has cut domestic production to half adversely affecting some 50,000 Bolivian competitors. Since textile firms have recently shut down, along with Antec, the state textile company, China's 10 billion credit pledge increases Bolivia's foreign debt to more than 50% of GDP. Bolivia's mortgaging their long-term future for domestic infrastructure, not for production, which contributes to economic expansion. China the presence in Bolivia has helped foreclose opportunities for alternative development grounded in local and regionally based sustainable production that could point towards resolution of the country's deep-seated economic, social, and political conflicts. Ladies and gentlemen, that is why part of the reason why we have this queue. And other parts of the reason may have to deal with the United States shenanigans with this coup. So it's powers from each side playing games with each other, but we're focusing on China. That was Adam Townsend concerning that one. Um, hold on. That was 
the 18 hours one and It, 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 it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. This was the one he did 18 hours ago. Okay. Now, this is the other thread that he did. This is continuing from the Bolivia one. In 2015, Bolivia owed them more than $600 million to Chinese banks, Export Import Bank of China, Chinese Development Bank. This is 9.2 of Bolivia's total foreign debt. 9.2% of Bolivia's total debt. The loans financed by the purchase of Chinese goods, services, roads, bridges, hydro, hydroelectric, and mining. From the low interest of the 2000s to current, Bolivia awarded $3 billion of contracts to Chinese companies, 6% of Bolivia's GDP. The average interest rates of Chinese loans was 2.9% higher than the rates charged by multilateral creditors, that's 1.3% to 2.2%. Now that China has ramped up in America, with near collapse of heavily China-indebted Venezuela, rightward move of Bolivia, Argentina, and contraction of Latin American economies. Bolivia is the best of the bunch growth rate in the region. However, China has now pledged Bolivia $10 billion, a line of credit for Bolivian government projects. Nine road segments. An 800 milliwatt Rosetta's uh, electric bill expansion, Viruru Airport, development of the steel plant, like I said earlier. Now, all projects financed with Chinese loans must be awarded to Chinese companies, which come with their own materials, equipment, technology, and often their own labor. The new loans will have a commercial output of 2.5% to 4% and consensual up to 1% interest rates. The mega firms are the largest uh, government contractors in Bolivia. Winning awards for major public investment projects from a sole source basis or for invitation-only solicitations to a limit of number, number of Chinese firms. Indigenous Bolivian business is being squeezed out by cheap foreign imports from China. Bolivian imports of Chinese furniture has outcut domestic production in half. Moral has admitted the fabric to make the flag is imported from China. Chinese are destroying Bolivia's forests and soil projects with lithium extraction by Yumi by China is destructive. China don't even care and more or less has zero enforcement of the environmental stuff. China's $10 billion increase of Bolivian foreign debt to more than 50% of GDP is an insane, wacky, weak economy when economy prices and export revenues are falling and Bolivia's mortgaging its long-term future on domestic infrastructure not for production. The coup in China is trying to get everybody paid and criminally a good thing going. Everybody in Bolivia knows it, but U.S. pundits and kind of journalists find their opportunities to express a view because it largely goes unchallenged. So that's what we're here to explain what's going on. Next week, we are going to talk a little bit about this China as a technology in, a, in the form of what is really going on. Because I tried to get Mr. Um, Townsend to speak on it, to lay the groundwork for what we have. I'm trying to see if he can get it done within a week. If he does message me back, then we'll let you know about that. But those are two interesting stories 
that a lot of media are not talking about both in the Ukraine, which it connects to China, and Bolivia that connects to China. And then there's other things that the United States is doing concerning China on the other end with their connections with um, the right-wing movements and all the rest of these things. But basically, you need the catalyst and, as, and China and its dealings in Bolivia set the catalyst for what the U.S. is doing with certain right-wing groups and all the rest of these things, according to the left-wing sources here and abroad. So, we'll, we'll be back with more of Beyond This Earth right after this. I want to talk about art for a moment. Welcome back to Beyond This Earth, by the way. Novid Holler back here. I want to talk about art in a way and the things that I begin to recognize into in my mind when I'm seeing this abstract art. And one aspect of this abstract art that people don't recognize is well, here's the thing. There is no connection to the abstract art of yesteryear to the abstract um, art that we see today or the flat art that we see today compared to what we saw in the 1990s even or other aspects of it today. Um, and the reason, one of the reasons why I say these things is because in a historical context, there are nuances to this. And one of the major nuances is that a lot of these artists that did this abstract art, especially in the communist countries, um, especially after World War One and a lot of these in when they were burnt down and all the rest of them at during World War Two and whatnot. If you want to see it in one particular sense, you can call, there's a certain amount of art that's the futurist back after World War One did. And there was a movement towards Art Deco, which is one of the more underrated artworks of the mid-century. Of the mid of the mid 21st 20 20th century of the early 20th century and I think was the most successful one until the 1980s I think that was one of the most important ones until the 1980s I think one aspect of I you, I, I, I just want to make a few caveats there were very good work in other places but that work don't necessarily mean it was going to be successful and I feel as though people don't recognize the situation that is really happening A poster from 
Twitter, um, Owen Broadcast, I believe it was, stated that Stalin did not like that art and wanted to go to more realistic art, more realistic aspirations, more realistic, how do we say this, uh, aspirational um, aesthetics for his movement and for, his, for the state in Russia. And doing just color art without no connections to spirit, without no connections, disparious ideas about spirituality and all that. He didn't want any of it. He just wanted realistic, aspirational um, aesthetics for the state. And Mao copied that aspect into China. And... A lot of people don't understand there was a spiritual aspect to this abstract art which tends to be forgotten because a lot of the liberals today are now using this abstract art as a way to promote certain things in the culture. Now, this is one of the reasons why every time I talk to people concerning the art why everybody doesn't like the abstract art and all of it their answers are not good enough they said oh we've always done this and that answer is somewhat a democratic answer it doesn't tell the full story when i read the tweets from owen broadcast he pretty much stated that these concepts were connected in spirituality. That how does these colors make one feel? And you have to be ready to understand it in a spiritual concept, as it were. A lot of other persons saying that, yeah, sure, but CIA helped in trying to promote these things and whatnot. And because of the way the human mind sees subjects are they can use it as a way to make money and to um, exchange funds between the things they do on the secret hand and the things they really do in the secret hand. So they used art as a way to funnel money around. And then he comes up and said, there may be some truth to that, but you have to understand that communism in that era did not like that type of abstract art because they felt it was ugly. They wanted to work on a more realistic aspect of that art and the brutalism and that all, all these other things and whatnot. So what he's trying to explain is that this flat art that we see today, which is thematically not in theme, not in a spiritual theme or not in a talented theme, but thematically in its abstract is connected to the work of the past and the brutalism that we see in modern architecture and all the rest of these things, which are now continuing, even though they're adding some curved lines and all the rest of these things with, um, computer-generated stuff and what and whatnot and what have you, that they're using both and getting rid of the spirituality in one side and getting rid of the tech and getting rid of the 
talent base in the other so that the flat style which even aspects of it were taken from Japanese super flat as it were that flat style has no connection spiritually or even technically or even talently to those works that were done in the past. That's why a Jason Pollock's work showcases that he had talent before and when he's doing it now, he's showcasing that he can expand his reach. Many people that are fans of Jason Pollock and fans of the new art do not understand that their compatriots or those that they feel as though are non-problematic don't have the talent as a Jason Pollock to produce the work they did in the past to bring about their new work and then people will look at it and say that isn't that that don't look bad that's actually pretty good coming from Jason uh, Jason Pollock work but when it comes to these new artists very rarely if at all that new work is even have any sort of talent that is a sort of a comeuppance as it were as a way to promote their weaknesses and all these other things and that can be also be done in art but they do it in a sense of nonchalant deeply ugly deeply uh, uh, underhanded deeply a uh, 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 fearful art that does not expose their fears but in entices it and brings it about and makes it even worse so one of the things that people have to understand there's other people that come up and say oh the real reason why the realistic art we don't like it and all the rest of these things they kind of use it because they are consumers and all the rest of these things with the pornography and whatnot interesting aspect of that is that when we look through history with especially with a lot of these um ma a lot of these statues of females and all the rest of it that a lot of uh uh, people that went into these museums back in the past, some of them snuck in and had a little dalliance. And every morning they find out that, damn son, that that don't fly. So they have to get somebody out there to go and clean out every night that statue because. That kind of looks off-white, don't it? And it's aimed in a certain direction. And it's aimed towards that, huh? So nothing has changed if you're buying these anime uh, figures and whatnot and you're seeing all this happening. Nothing has changed. They did that to the colored statues of many of these uh, 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 of these artworks, as it were. So there can be a criticism of that particular work, even though it's done in that correct fashion. And then another example is with the Peter thing. Peter had it had something done 
uh, a couple of months ago concerning uh, cows and all the rest of these things and how we get milk. They drew an artist's work of a cow with female tits, which is pretty much a somewhat of a backslap to a lot of the hentai work that is shown on the internet concerning with these very large, plump, anthropomorphic female women with cow mark with cow markings or say like more look like a cow that sort of thing and the whole tits and whatnot so they tried to reinterpret it and said this is a cow who is getting sucked by a older farmer man which was supposed to be subversive now granted the artwork is well done that I will concede, but the aspects and the reasons why that artwork was done was deeply, deeply disappointing. So they have a point in that aspect. This is the problem that you are now seeing today. You're seeing that this is the weakness of our educational system right in front of your faces because a actual artist an actual art teacher starting from high school as it were would able with actual education in art who is actually an artist understanding his biases would understand the censorship both done in the United States and how it was interpreted and used in the Soviet Union, how people died ultimately because of abstract art, how the CIA used that particular thing in order to funnel money, how we interpreted this artwork how Peter used these memes and the successful promotion of hentai and all the rest of these things in certain ways in that particular sense. And all of this all comes down to how capitalism all over the world, how globalism has affected art how it brought about Banksy, how Basquiat survived all this, how other people subverted the trope, and the reasons why they subverted the trope, and how does one bring about or bring back a certain spiritual ethos, whether if it's the three major religions or not, or even a newer one, or even something of that nature, into focus. So, we'll be back with more of Beyond This Earth in just a moment.
Welcome back to Beyond Deserve. This is Jason Matters. Hmm. One little thought before we get to the next segment dealing with space. Well, actually, we're going to do one more segment. Has to do with sports in a way. But we'll get to that later. But something interesting popped up a couple of days ago. Another one. Um, You should read God Shape Hole from... Zero HP Lovecraft, which is another Twitter handle out there. It is a very interesting story, and um, there's another um, work out there, fiction out there on the internet, which also deals with um, love and all the rest of these things. Um, I don't have it on the top of my head. I'll let you know about it next week. Um, I'll explain that later. But he quoted Borges and saying that falling in love necessitates a fallible God. Now, I just want y'all to I just want y'all to know that that statement has some basis in reality but here is the question that y'all need to answer especially if you're christian and you believe in god and you believe the catholic faith whole resurrection everything god is infallible correct good does that mean that Human beings can fall in love. If Borges says that. Now Borges is a philosopher of some renown. And you're not supposed to say, take it as true for one. You're supposed to take the observation. But let's just play with the observation as it were. And this is just an observation. Could it be that... God has to ordain all of this that it just doesn't happen there has to be conditions to reach this particular thing that could mean that there has to be some idea of a betrothed betrothed excuse me there also has to be a certain idea of a greater relationship. That's to become one flesh. That in the past, with the multiple gods and the multiple um, goddesses, that... Falling in love could have been easy. Should have been seen as much easier. But it's much difficult now with one entity that is knowable through his son.
Could it be that the reason why everything has gone to blank to shit when it comes with relationships between men and women is because that one side of this falling in love can never understand why the other fell in love with that particular aspect or, or that particular person or in the sense that the other half of the equation continues to open herself to many different at to many different men or many different entity many different men or women or both in order to satisfy the opportunity she wants insecurity and uplift and that sort of thing her own search for the creator but that search always is momentary in the now aspect where another looks towards the past and tries to figure out one future where one only exists in the now and is let's say earthy but not in the aspect then each of the each side has to believe in a creator that is infallible cannot make mistakes and all the rest of it that necessitates very dark implications if god is infallible that means we're the ones infallible that means in order to see god's way it has to be in somewhat of a fearful way the fear that you will not get to where you need to go and that is scary to a lot of people very scary but maybe Borges is trying to hit on something the loss of sovereignty in one side of the equation and the romanticism of that particular fall and Zizek explains this and he explains the fall and Rolo Tomasi kind of reverses this trend in certain ways in a more positive stance. Borges and Zizek are saying that one must deal with the pain, one must deal with the loss, one must deal with all of these things in the sense in order to fill the biological need. Roald Tomasi reverses this in a very dangerous aspect in saying that no, 
Man does not have to necessarily, man has been falling in love again and again and again. Mm? But society broke his fall in the concept of marriage, in the concept of giving him a job, in the concept of giving him some sort of responsibility for the upkeep of not only the person that he fell in love with, but the children that came out of that and the societal things that had to be done in order for this thing to succeed. Now, all of it is broken down because they no longer, because the society no longer even believes in the God, let alone that he believes is fallible. All of this is broken down, and so man can now fall down to the woman and to be controlled by every single woman's opportunistic aspect of herself. And so he is now saying no. Zizek and Borges ideas concerning love and their observations of it came on an aspect that their society was able to hold even though their side of society was breaking apart in certain different ways now with Zizek and before with Borges that it is the man that decides on everything and that his frame his imperial self as michael cesarian would say his frame of reference his mental point of origin that man must have is the very key in order for this to change around regardless of what society does and that if a society does not give him the ways to become the mental port of origin. Regardless of his station in life, he must leave into find into getting into that place where he can become that mental port of origin for himself in order to reach his goals. So which means he must have a goal first that he needs to reach and he must have multiple goals in order to reach in order to make sure he can have that imperial self. But if the society is not going to give it to him, he is going to have to figure out how to give it to himself. How is he going to do that if he is given no talents in order to make sure that he succeeds? That is the major fault line that Tomasi is having. Everything he says is absolutely correct about mental port of origin and all the rest of these things he doesn't want to put a spiritual aspect on it unless it's more christianity that sort of thing and that's understandable and he's even complained towards the trad uh, trad cons about these other things that he has become what they wish this family has become but the problem is but what he's saying is you got to have a mental port of origin 
An aspect of that mental port of origin is the ability, which Michael Tessarian also states the most important word is to say no to these those that will come against you to be to have a point of discernment about who you're going to bring into this life. A lot of men are not willing to do this because a lot of men don't have the wherewithal or don't even have the ability. Or that ability has been ripped out of them by society itself to be able to make the choice in deciding what type of woman will come into that person's life. Or he, if he is even willing to take the risk of someone that had many partners in the past. That is something that you need to think about. And if that is the case, which Tomasi turned this around that Borges is saying today, and we don't have, and God is not valuable and all these other things, then what does it mean? What does it mean? If God is fallible, Borges is correct, and all these things, and falling in love with someone means that there's a fallible God. That explains a lot about this world, if that is true. But that cannot be true because if God did, then Christianity falls on his ears. Christianity can't fall on his ears if God is fallible. God is not fallible in the Christian faith. Which means that man is fallible. Which means somebody somewhere screwed up. And it's up to us to figure out who screwed up. And it's very possible that Roland Tomasi in his books may have told you already we gave in a lot of our authority and our sovereignty to women who don't necessarily need it or wanted it and are disgusted by it and wonder why everything is there. It may have to come back to the mainstream media and itself. But we'll explain that later on in the future. As we go beyond this earth, we'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back to Beyond This Earth. This is Novid Hollaback. I want to talk about CBS in a way. And they're getting up the Champions League and the SEC deal that they're trying to get through and the lead into the NFL deal and the lead into more sports rights. I want to let y'all guys know that in 2022, I want y'all, all of y'all need to understand what has happened right now. Did you know that Corday Productions has officially recent days of our lives recently have their new contracts renewed they had picked them up for a 56 season 
They delivered the news to the castle. They're going to stay. The pickup comes in within 10 days. The word got out that the entire cast had been released from their contracts. They said that the show was going on hiatus, but in the last minute, they got a last minute deal. Now, will that be the same for the Arter Corday production? As the, uh, 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 the Young the Restless and the other production, which is not connected to Corday, but is also, but is connected to Belle, the Bold and the Beautiful, which both work on the set which is television city used to be called you cbs television city in 2022 there's going to be a lot and i do mean a ton of preemptions and why do i say it will be a ton of preemptions i'm going to explain to you something that people don't understand what happened a couple of days ago with christian pusick pretty much gave the emphasis for cbs to air their content to get the champions league christian pusick they have seen is a star and the day that he scored those three goals CBS said, we can't have the Premier League. We're going to get the Champions League. In the hopes that Christian Pusick will air on their station. They can promote Christian Pusick in that particular lineup. Ronaldo is getting on in years. Messi is getting on in years. Pogba will be Pogba. Others will come up. They can play off from the Premier League, but Christian Pusick is the king. And that is why they bought the Premier League, to get Christian Pusick on the air. That's the reason. CBS would not be saying we will preempt daytime programming in February, in March, in April, towards the championship matches. That we will air the round of 16 and air the round of, we will air the round of 16, 8, 4, and 30, some episodes of, of, of 16, 8, 4, and 2. We won't be doing that unless, unless you saw bucket loads of money in gambling. Two reasons why CBS is making these moves now. They're making a boatload of money from gambling. Their local stations are. They haven't seen this much money in years. They're making a bucket load of money in gambling. Christian Pusick is the, they believe is the needle that will get people to watch the network on Saturday, on 
on Wednesday, on Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons. They can offlay this with the NBA with the with a with the NCAA tournament because the Premier because the Champions League will air on a Tuesday and a Wednesday and then they have a Thursday and a Friday and a Saturday and a Sunday. So they will air sports in the afternoons starting on that Tuesday. The tournament starts with a matchup of the UEFA Champions League on a Tuesday and a Wednesday and then go to the tournament on the Thursday, on the Friday, on the Saturday, and the Sunday. They get money from all of that. They will make more money from that than just doing Thursday, Friday, day. They can make money on Tuesday, on the Wednesday, on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's the plan. Bob Backlish is not Les Moonves. You saw it with that move, first move. Then watch his second move. Bob Backlish will not play. He wants sports rights. Let's move this with standoffish to the nth degree. He is going to make those plays. He got CBS. He turned he turned Spike TV into a premier network that can beat USA on certain days when it wants to, but he hasn't got the connections and the and the uh, 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 depth of television rights that he could use. Now he has it with CBS All Access, which he can turn some of the pro premier content that he had with the uh, Paramount Network with CBS All Access. He can then use CBS All Access to promote the Paramount Network in tandem. He can use all the connections from the Revive um, um, Viacom entities and the T MTV entities Put them all together by December and by January, you're gonna see some shit that you cannot believe, like they back they did like they used to do back in the in the 2000s. They are going to bring back the total news network. They did that in the 2000s. You don't realize that in the 2000s. My folks, CBS and Viacom were working like a machine. They were on fire. And when I mean on fire, they had everything. And WWE writes, they had all these, they, they, they were on fire until Super Bowl thing happened. Forced to split. Will they be on fire again this time now with them merging again? The reason why they're doing the merger is to set up the secondary merger, which is obviously a Verizon to join with CBS and Viacom. And then there will be just as big and powerful. And this will happen within the next 18 months to two years as as Cap. Comcast is. These people do not play. And remember, they have a no non-aggression pact between Viacom and Comcast for at least five years. 
That five-year period is about to end, and they're going to buy CBS, and they're going to build buildings in Philadelphia. Philadelphia, just like it was with the railroads, are going to be... Do you now get it? Now, here, here you go. I want you to listen to this, and this is a connection to history, and it's kind of scary if you want to think about it, right? The gold rush ends, and California... And San Francisco goes into a lull. It grows slowly, but guess where they put all their headquarters in? Philadelphia. The Pennsylvania Railroad, Reading Railroad, was based in Philadelphia, and their headquarters in Philadelphia, and their building still stands. Guess what? Headquarters of one of the biggest media industries in the world is in Philadelphia. What happens when Viacom buys CBS? They're going to ask for a new building. Remember that building that they were supposed to build, which was 120 stories high? That's Viacom. I mean, Verizon's. Where do you think they're going to put CBS 3 on? Where do you think? In the new large building, just a couple blocks away. From the Comcast Towers. There will be the Verizon Tower. The new world headquarters for CBS. In Philadelphia. Where they own all the wires. The wires will all go back to Philadelphia, folks. Why? San Francisco's dying, folks. Oh, go long Los Angeles. My brothers, you 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 playing yourselves. Who controls the wires? Comcast, Verizon. What happens when Verizon did? Verizon got the content people. They can easily buy CBS. They just waiting for the other deal to go through and then they'll make the major deal. Then what happens? Oh, everything's gonna be centered in Philadelphia, not San Francisco. Y'all fucked. And you know why they did. You know why they see, uh, uh, the mayor ain't doing nothing in Philadelphia right now? Because he knows that as soon as that deal is done, the seat is there, he can just rake in the cash. Do You don't know how big, you don't know how things are, bro. But Bob Backlash, back to the sports thing, is not going to play. You're going to see more major deals come about. And do not be shocked... Do not be shot. They're going to parlay this deal into trying to get a share because they own Sky, a share of the Premier League rights. And they can use that as a base to buy more sports rights. Maybe they want the NBA. Maybe they want the NHL. But they haven't done well with the NHL. They have a legacy with the NBA. And it can parlay by working with Turner Sports. They can get the Turner Sports people there to work with them. To try and keep the rights for the Turner Sports on TNT. But they still have some CBS leeway. You can have the mega deal where 
You can have NCAA rights and NBA rights to two companies where they will share this and ESPN will still share theirs, but the but the finals will be shared between CBS and ABC, but that also is determined on what happens with the NFL deal. Then the SEC deal comes out. They paid out $50 million. CBS is talking about let's raise it to $150. They want $250 million. People are not going to play no more because you see with the ratings there with all these sports entities, even though the NBA on TNT is going through a law this year, especially now with the wrestling industry coming back, it, uh, the wrestling game having 900 million people, they're beating out the NBA in certain places. Folks, this is not a game anymore. It is a war for your eyeballs and the advertising industry. And another thing about that advertising industry, especially with online, that advertising industry in 2023 will reach about $800 billion the highest it's ever been. And remember, CBS gets most of their money from retransmission fees, especially to YouTube and the MVMOs. The alternative cable networks. Wait until you there will be a network to combine both the cable industry and the MVMOs once this transition to ASPAC 3.0 happens and the first companies that are able to pull this off successfully in a bill that will make it at least $50 for all of that content will make a bucket load of money. Bucket load! It could even be Comcast. It could be even Verizon if they can pull this off. But that 3.0 spec must be set up first before everything, before the costs are made and the cost evaluations are made. That's why they need to get all these sports rights done before this next transition takes place. You're living in fascinating times. We're going to talk more about these sports deals later on and how they affect the ratings and the ratings and how they change over and whatnot. Beyond the Earth, Beyond This Earth, we'll continue right after this. Interesting things that I've learned is that we have ways of getting to space without using rockets and we could develop technology to get us from one place to the other before we use rockets and before we use planes. It's actually something from basketball that we could use. It's called the sky hook shot or the sky hook shot, but we're still going to need to use some form of a plane in order for us to get there. But this technology is easy, somewhat easy to use. The problem is how can it be done in a way that will not interfere with other things in, in other things concerning um, airplanes and all the rest of it. So Curse guy, which... You know, take things with a 
grain of salt when you watch them because of their issues and whatnot and their connections with the elites of the world. But, okay. The Skyhawk is an interesting technology. What can it be used? I'm not sure. But it sounds nice. It really does sound nice, but we need more than just Skyhawks. We need makeable shots. So that's pretty much it. They were just talking about other space things as well. But, uh, yeah, those skull hooks are pretty interesting, but you gotta figure out how to do the count. Wait, you have to figure out a lot of other things as well concerning how to pull that off together. So, okay, folks, enough about space. I know it was too short, and good things are too short to be, you know, we have to make it short and sweet. Well, Thanksgiving is coming up. And I want everyone to have a happy Thanksgiving. We will not be back this week, uh, next week. Um, we're off next week completely. We are going to be back on the 6th, and we will talk more about this China issue and whatnot. Um, we will talk about the copper issue as well. Um, I'm only going to be doing a couple of things this week because I'm just going to rest this week mostly. Because it is time for me to, um, pretty much rest my voice and so on. Uh, I know that you're a lot of American families are pretty much split over what politics is. But I just want to remind all of you about the politics now. It's become a religion. And a religion that does not help people. It does not help bring any satisfaction or any sort of compensation for one's um, insecurities and lack of worth. It is there just to make people angry and to use that particular anger, that false anger. The anger based on insecurities and the whole lot of it into a boil where that is the only way one can live in life and one can survive in life is through that anger which they then is reperceived as struggle and the like i just want to let y'all know that um you don't have to talk about politics you don't have to talk about that aspect of religion you don't have no, those aspects of religion which has been connected there is a realization that America is not the same anymore and not and turning into something people may not like or accept. But one of the things you're going to have to recognize and as we move forward in this life is that there are higher things in life. And if things break down as they tend to do in this world, um, the realization there is hope in space. There is hope for the challenge and the challenges of space. And how can we reach those challenges? A couple years, uh, 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 a couple days ago was the realization that our leaders and our elite, the elites that run this country, 
in business, in education, in entertainment, in politics, in other things that make human beings work. And they are both deeply, deeply weak and are deeply compromised in many different ways. And the anger that now lives in a lot of people's souls are in that are showcased in this particular onset, as it were. And we saw what leaders used to be. And even though they weren't perfect, and even though the media back then was long, far away, not perfect, people could realize that there were other leaders that did the right thing. So their destructive habits from other leaders and other elites would not infect the whole body politic and the whole body public, as it were. And the whole uh, um, social spirit in turn. And it is that realization and hope that understanding that God, that... Um, one has to realize where one is at one's life. And as men, as a lot of men realize, what are you going to do and how are you going to accept life? Are you going to continue to accept life through anger and all the rest of it, or are you going to move on? And if you're going to move on, where are you going to move to? There's a lot of things that need to be said and there are a lot of things that need to be done, but look to the stars and realize they are not at fault for the problems that mankind has caused themselves. I wish you all of you a happy Thanksgiving. We will see you guys on the 6th, the 14th. That's December 14th, December 6th, December 14th. We're off two weeks. We're off a full six weeks after that, and we will not come back until the 20th. By then, we will have brand new setups, new um, introductions, and a whole lot more. Thank you for listening. This is Novin Hollaback. You have been listening to Beyond the Earth. Once again, happy Thanksgiving, and we will see you guys on December 6th on Beyond This Earth.